Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always love to have on the program the one and only Warren D. Robinson, filmmaker, director, uh, really phenomenal media critic. Any, any long-term listener of the show knows I love to talk to people who are smart about the media. Uh, he's one of the smartest. Uh, he brings his legal background with him as well, and has worked with some of the biggest names in media, including Oxygen, Netflix, and many others. Uh, the best way to learn more about Warren is at warrendrobinson.com. That's warrendrobinson.com. Warren, we're going to jump right into it today. I want to talk about uh, the indictment. There's a lot of talk about the indictment. Uh, you know, uh, one of those things that, you know, I've, I've said a couple of times on the show, some rich people collect cars, some people, rich people collect boats, others, I guess, collect indictments. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, Trump, <laughs> Trump's becoming one of the world, world's leading indictment holders among rich people really quickly. And so uh, let's, let's jump into this uh, topic and I know, uh, you know, when I was younger and involved in politics, we talked about Teflon Ron, about Ronald Reagan. But, uh, you know, you can really say the same about uh, Donald Trump. How he survived this long is mind-boggling to me. I just set the stage on this topic. Is, is Don, is Don going to end up in jail? I mean, how does he avoid that? Well, you know, listen, um, with this Georgia case, this indictment that Fonnie Willis, the district attorney there in Fulton County, has brought against him, I think it's very difficult, if not impossible, for him not to end up in jail. Here's why. She charged him under what's known as a RICO uh, statute, a racketeering act. In Georgia, that carries a mandatory minimum of five years in jail, minimum. And that cannot be uh, – he can't be paroled for that. He can't, uh, can't serve it on probation. That is five years in jail. Furthermore, because it is a state crime, even if he wins the presidency, he is not able to pardon himself. So that option is not available. And then the other piece of this is, which is very interesting because Georgia is, of course, a Republican state. But in the state of Georgia, the governor doesn't have the power to pardon. And so he can't even rely on Brian Kemp, who does not like Trump anyway, so I'm not sure he would do it, but he would certainly no, face pressure to do it. Uh, Trump he is really, I mean, the pressure. Kemp is like going, hallelujah, I can't pardon you. <laughs> exactly. In Georgia, the governor does not it. have that power. Yeah, he would feel that pressure. He would feel that pressure, you know, obviously to do it, even though he has no desire uh, to, uh, to, to lift a finger for Trump. And who, who would blame him? I mean, give me a break. Uh, but he, he, even if he wants to, which he clearly I don't think does, he can't. I had no idea the governor did not have that power. The governor doesn't have the power in Georgia to uh, pardon people for anything, or is it just limits, or, or how, what are the perimeters around that? No, so in Georgia, uh, pardons have to go before a pardon board. The board is made up of five members. They are appointed by the governor, but they are independent of the governor. So it is up to that board only to decide on pardons. But here's another caveat. You can't even petition the board for a pardon until you have served at least five years of your jail sentence. So... 
this Republican-controlled board can't pardon Trump until he serves at least five years, which is the minimum of what he would get under the RICO statute anyway. So if he is convicted here in Georgia, and, and the weight of the evidence is not in his favor, uh, there I don't see any way that he can avoid jail time. Now, there is one caveat to this, and this is maybe far-fetched to folks, but this is Trump we're talking about here. The only caveat is if somehow there is a change in law from the state legislator, which is overwhelmingly Republican. Um, that is, it seems far-fetched. I think that is far-fetched. But you never know what Trump, what mechanisms uh, Trump may be trying to pull, what levers he may be pulling behind the scenes. That would be Trump's only way of not going to jail if convicted there in Georgia. Yeah, and I don't know, I don't get the impression the love's that deep for Trump among Republicans. I mean, even, you know, beyond the base Republicans who seem to have no understanding of politics 101, and that's maybe a Democrat problem, I don't know. The same people who, you know, continue to support uh, Bernie Sanders when it was obvious he couldn't win uh, just because of political realities. That's kind of the case with Trump as you get further and further along. His, his, the more indictments he gets, the stronger his support uh, becomes to the, among the people that would always support him. <laughs> always support him. That number shrinks, though, as we go along. You know, another indictment, oh, that rounds up those people who, uh, you know, are, are really passionate about him. Somehow it's a, manage, it's a measure of how great Trump's integrity is, our power is, our courage. Uh, but that, that only works for, you know, a really small percentage of the electorate, 30% maybe. Uh, he's going to get to a point pretty quickly where uh, there simply isn't enough voters for him because of all that has happened, all that has, has uh, taken place. Um, this is very enlightening. I, I did a lot of assuming when I thought, uh, you know, look through this. Uh, I knew it was bad in, it, once it got to the state level. But, uh, yeah, this is, this is uh, you know, pretty terminal from a political perspective, let alone from uh, a personal freedom one, uh, the way it seems to be unfolding. In that five years, I keep seeing that. I see that everywhere. And, of course, he's got a number of, uh, what, 18 allies, as they call them, who are under this indictment. All of them have, I think Rico is one of the uh, charges. All of them have, I believe. All of them are looking at a minimum of five years. I mean, I think there's, I, I think about 18, he might find a few cooperating uh, witnesses, <laughs> I think. Possible. Well, I think you're going to get more than a few. I think that, <laughs> because this I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic, but yes, go ahead. <laughs> There's the big fish here, right? There's the big fish that Fonnie Willis wants to hook, right? That's obviously the former president. You want the former president. You want Rudy Giuliani. You want the big names. All these other people that are there at the bottom, you're not as concerned about them. And so if I'm their attorneys, I'm on the phone with Fonnie Willis' office right now saying, hey, let's make a deal. Right. Let's yes. make a deal. What do you, you know, what do we have to offer on the president? What do we have to offer on Giuliani? What do we have to offer on Mark Meadows? Again, the big bold face names that she really wants to attack here. So I think you're going to see quite a few of those co-conspirators turning and uh, flipping state's evidence. Now, the question is, how much do they know, right? How connected were they to Donald Trump? Did they actually speak to him? Did he, uh, he tends to be kind of isolated in uh, uh, these things, but you are going to, I think, see a lot of them uh, make plea deals here with, with the prosecutions.
Yes, yes. You know, and then you get into, I mean, this is going to be, this is going to be like the days of, the days of our lives in terms of watching this unfold. Uh, it's going to be soap opera uh, to the nth degree. Uh, because, you know, there's always going to be a problem of getting a complete jury. I can see a lot of hung juries in this happening. Just because, at least early on, someone's, you know, some pretend they're going to be objective, but they're not going to be. <laughs> you know, they're going to have an action. Right? It, those, those is where it's going to get, get, uh, 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 difficult, but eventually, but I, but I think that may be one reason why there's 18 on this indictment. indictment. Don't you? You know, so, so that the, this jury will be forced to see eight, nine major witnesses say he's guilty, including Brian Kemp, by the way. Brian Kemp well, be forced to testify. Um, you, I know, um, certainly, um, the Secretary of State Rassenberger will be, uh, forced to testify. I, we will see about Brian Kent. There runs into a lot of issues when you're trying to subpoena a, a, a sitting governor as well. So I don't know, and I don't know that his testimony is necessarily crucial to the actual charges that were charged. So we'll see on that one. Um, I will say, though, when it comes to the jury pool, Trump is going to try hard to get this removed either federally or to another county, claiming that the venue is biased and he can't get a fair trial in Fulton County. Now, there are two ways to look at this. From a a completely legal perspective, it's going to be very hard to make the argument that you can't get a fair trial because we tend to believe jurors when they say that they can be unbiased. However, from a practical standpoint, if this trial is in Fulton County, there is not going to be a hung jury. Jury nullification is not going to happen. Trump is going to be convicted, most likely, because that is a county that is not going to be sympathetic to Donald Trump. That's a county he lost, I think, 80%. Uh, uh, so that's that's true. not going to be good for him. It's not going to be good yeah. for him if this yeah. stays in Fulton County. Yeah, Mark, Mark Meadows' attorney has already requested this to be moved to the federal level, by the way, uh, to, to have this trial transferred to the federal level. And, of course, that's for multi-purposes, both to uh, get a better jury and in order to get it a party, part of all else fails. This is a real. This is really a mess, you know. And we don't even have time. We got to begin to wrap it up. We don't even have time to talk about the fact that this, uh, you know, um, Trump has Secret Service protection until life. Yeah, for the rest of his life, he does. Even in jail, how, how does that have Secret Service protection in jail? <laughs> how would you like to have, have that assignment? How would you like that secret server assignment there, uh, Warren Brooks? Uh, Robinson? Warren Robinson? Have, uh, you're good. Now, they're going to have to coordinate it. They're going to have to coordinate it with the uh, prison services, with the wardens there, and figure out a way. But he will have secret service protection in jail. Again, absent a change in the law, you know, there was a change. Bill Clinton had originally changed the, the, the secret service law where presidents would only be entitled to secret service for 10 years post-presidency. Barack Obama changed it back and said that presidents are entitled for life. Now, Congress could amend that, but with the makeup as it is now, that's not going to happen. So, you know, you're going to have to coordinate that. You're going to have to work with Secret Service and figure out a way um, to coordinate them, but he will get Secret Service protection in jail. Unbelievable. Yeah, by the way, Warren Brooks was uh, a columnist for the the Detroit Free Press. No, the Detroit News, one of the greatest writers I've ever read. 
And so that was a compliment. Where he came from, I don't know. I haven't talked about Warren in years. But anyway, Warren D. Robinson, he is uh, phenomenal. We love having him on the program. WarrenDRobinson.com. Final thoughts. Yeah, you know, final thoughts here. Um, this is not looking good for Donald Trump. If you read the indictment, there are 161 predicate acts to prove the RICO statute. He only In Georgia, you only need to prove that he did two of them and he can be convicted. So I think this is not going to be good for Donald Trump. And I will close by saying it does not go without saying that this, being, this case is being brought by Fonnie Willis, an African-American district attorney in Georgia against a man who has for years dog-whistled and said plenty of nasty and negative things about um, African-Americans and African-American women. So I, I think that that does not go without saying that she may be the one who actually ensures that Donald Trump goes to jail. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it, it seems almost personal when you watch her on this. It's very, very interesting to watch it unfold. What a mess. Never thought, somehow I never thought I got, would get to this point, and there's still a lot of story left to write. Uh, but this is bizarre. Warren, always love having you on. WarrenDRobinson.com. I am Kevin Price, sneaking for more after this.